This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mount Westwater basketball team. Or... <laughs> not, <laughs> stop, not stopping, Andrew. That's oh, what we do. Okay. We're going to keep going. I don't care. Yeah. This, this is a one-take show. Come on. You, you we are all, a team around here, too. You get all the insights. MWR.com podcast hoops basketball also beginning of the show um i got a little sidetrack here facebook doesn't like me apparently or maybe i fell for a scam but didn't know i fell for a scam a while back our facebook page has been uh not posted as much because our buddy matt kind of only posts a bunch but he can't do it all so we'd kind of both post i somehow got removed as an admin don't know how and you can and Honestly, if you want to get a hold of Facebook, you cannot, if you're wondering. There's no press zero for customer service. <laughs> so, like, I thought, I honestly found it. I went last week, like, the other day, I'm like, okay, I got this. There's a fraud account, or fraud. So, I'm like, okay, somebody took me off. That's got to be fraud. I get an email back instantly. I'm like, yes, I'm in. Reply back. It looks like your page is not due to fraudulent activity. You need something else. I go to that link, fill in a little, your little spot. Oh, fill in other or something. It's grayed out. I can't type in there. I'm like... I'm done with you. So, in short, we have a new Facebook page. It's actually Mountain West Wire on Facebook. Not So, if you search facebook.com backslash Mountain West Wire, that's us. So, go like the new page. So, we'll see how that goes. That's a little um, announcement at the start of the show. So That's a good one. That's You, you need that, you know. And do we have a MySpace page, too? Or <laughs> We have an Instagram, which I posted. Did you your, have an Instagram? I posted okay. our graphics that you made on there. So, hopefully, that gets a few hits. Okay. Oh, for the power rankings, that's a good Instagram thing. We do that occasionally. We'll I'll, I sometimes will post the uh, from Spotify. I'll make an Instagram story occasionally from the podcast, so I'll do that. But we may do a few things here and there. But check out Facebook. We post stuff there, and not just what's on the website. So we'll do like images. I do Instagram. We'll do polls. We'll do all sorts of stuff. We'll post links from other websites, which is fine to do. It's okay. It's not against the rules. We'll link to other places. <laughs> so yeah, let's get going here. All right. So basketball. I got two topics. One topic I'm going to bring offhand because um, I didn't discuss before, which is kind of how we do this thing sometimes. Can yeah. we, um, you know, we like to talk about the good old Rothstein. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm always up to talk about John Rothstein. I, I still need to make my cameo post. Maybe what I'll do during the week of March 1st <laughs> to March 10th where there's no basketball and we'll kind of preview the tournament. Maybe I'll do my top five cameo post. I'd rather have from former mountain West figures for $250. But we've mentioned before, if you heard me on the football podcast, you heard me now sit on Twitter DMS anywhere. If a player or team were to say we're done because of, you know, gestures and everything, I don't care. Yep. He, I like to get on him because it's easy because he's also the guy, if you don't recall, if you search up, I think Daniel Libby of Intercollegiate. I know they're partnered with. Um, oh, I wish I knew. I'll say Sport. Oh, crap! I will. find Daniel Libby on Twitter. I'm going to butcher where he's at now, but he was at the Intercollegiate's own website. He actually FOIA'd information requests. And we've discussed this before, Andy. Rothstein actually texts coaches. Yeah. Many, many coaches, if not all. Good luck tonight, coach. Yeah. Good luck, coach. That's um. I mean, hey, you uh. <laughs> 
you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Suck I don't know. Much? He's just yeah. <laughs> He's... I mean, that's that's a. a a wild thing. I'm guessing that, you know, he's not sitting there. I'm guessing he just put everyone's phone number into some sort of, you know, program and it all just, you know, kind of robo dialed. You'd hope so. That's but, a waste of time. Uh, right. Yeah. I hope he's not sitting around for like five hours sending individual good luck against SMU today, you know, coach, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, that there's that there's a camera. Like he honestly does it. Like really, he does a, he's pretty, a character. Man. He does he a good. A he does a good job. He's he does. All, he, he he really does. I mean, he's, however, he's he started to have some opinions lately. Like one of those big things with he he was always sort of very plain. Very right. He didn't really make a lot of besides his transfers. I guess he's really been on uh, like against transfers. He's been more opinionated this season. It seems like because uh, Josh Shanker Demsons on AMC again. Come on. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like he does, he does, he does a good job. Like we're like his basketball, he's gotten better because some stuff we'd say, hey, per sources, duh, the source is a freaking press release. So he's gotten better at actually saying where stuff comes from, which yeah. it's a nitpick. But for me, it's like if like no, everybody goes like per release, per release, oh per source or per their twit. Like okay, whatever. He's not Darren Ravel who just steals stuff sometimes. Just saying, <laughs> but. He it, the reason he's he gets transfers because he covers college basketball. He wants to be in the good graces of basketball coaches, which I get. But then it's like they don't really care that. But like I don't think they care that much. I'm pretty sure with his platform, he can still get any coach he wants, which he does anyways for his podcast. The I think College Hoops Today, whatever it's called. But the dumbest thing ever because he is against transfers because I don't know the opportunity, whatever. Okay, college athlete, you get a scholarship, which is. Just to, you know, it's it's good. It's fine. It's what it is. It should be more. But his tweet about Duke freshman, projected mm. lottery pick, Jalen Johnson. I don't care. This is not a Duke podcast, yeah. but I got opinions, and this is more interesting than the game sometimes, especially this year. Basically calls the kid a quitter. Well, hey, I mean, he could still end up transferring into a Mountain West program, right? So we can just pretend like it's a Mountain West thing. He's probably not going back to Duke, but that's no, he's a lottery, lottery pick. But like, no, I know, I know, I'm just joking. You are. It's I, like I, yeah, I don't. What is his problem? He's like uh, some people have hobbies. Arch basketball. Technically, Jalen Jalen Johnson's hobby is technically playing basketball. He's not getting paid, right? Like, here's what I heard. Something he's getting compensated, you know. So I, I see, but yeah, but, barely. Oh, right, right, right. Like you're barely. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. So my point. So at that point, like, I don't know how much you make an open market at Duke because he didn't play much. He's a freshman. He's not Zion, who his broken shoe would have gone for like ten grand or something a couple years ago. But a point being, it's like, I don't care what your opinion is. Like, if you want to transfer, you want to opt out, you want to go get a a law degree, you want to go to pre med, and you want to stop playing any sports. Yeah, it's your decision. His decision I, yeah. is, I'm going pro in basketball. It's like there's a story with um. Was it Mecca Okafor a Duke guy? Was that right? I mean, not Duke, UConn. Uh, yeah, he was UConn. Yeah, okay. yeah. I remember hearing something years ago. He was like, um, they're at say, so what do you want, like a freshman class or sophomore class? He was like, it was like a general class. So it wasn't like anything specific towards major. They're like, so what are you like going to do? And he's like, I'm not going to put basketball because that's kind of like a, he didn't feel it was the best answer. So he put finance down, which that makes a lot of sense too. Oh, finance. Like you gotta be, it's, it just stuck with me because I'm like, oh, put finance, not basketball. It's like, it doesn't matter where your choice is him saying like he's quitting. It's like, 
you cover a sport where people or the main subject are people that aren't like you make more money than they do essentially which is fine it happens in some careers but they're teenagers essentially and like i heard something today on the was it the um Andy Staples podcast. It was with, I think, Nicole Arbach. She's talking about something which really struck with me. She there's a lot of people who cover college football, don't like it, and move on to cover NFL because they don't like covering people where they make their money off of people who don't earn anything in return, essentially. And now it's quite interesting, I, mean, I thought. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Like I a mean, moral thing where they didn't think it was right to do that, essentially, after years. Like they kind of realize, like, what's the point of this? It's not – they didn't think it was right, so they go cover, like, pro football or something. Like do you like do you care like if Duke was good would he be opting out is that is that even a fair conversation or does it even matter I mean you can have the conversation if you want to but it's like eh, sure maybe he's a maybe he did leave because he's not playing well or because Duke's not good or because he just doesn't like it anymore I don't know since when do we get to care it it's this kid's decision it's not your choice whatever. Whatever we we we've taken such weird ownership over sports and over people's decisions and like I get that people are like well you made a commitment you need to stick to it and I understand the the value of sticking to a commitment if the commitment makes sense for you and if it doesn't he, he he's on an academic or he's on an, I would imagine an athletic scholarship probably. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I'm sure, contingencies in whatever contract he signed that say if you don't finish out the season, here's what happens. So as long as he fulfills those, then he's lived up to his scholarship requirements. No, no, or not, even, not even that, because when I was in I mean, school, I never told this before. I'll tell it now. Not that people care, but I went to Iona College for a couple of years. Like I did swimming and water polo. You're, I got a few bucks to go because whatever. I got grades in athletic money they kind of combine it all to try to get you the most they can so not not this part that i haven't told people really but you have your tuition gets paid to, as everybody knows you have like a deadline like january 15th might be tuition date once it's paid it's paid you don't have to pay that back if you quit midway through like yeah oh like right you, you withdraw from classes and not go like this also doesn't mean he stopped the classes this doesn't mean he's doing that like, but right. however, classes are different. But like, I just up and left. Like, I didn't sign up for a semester. Like, I'm like, I'm done. It's too expensive. I didn't really wasn't the best experience. Like, I didn't even tell my coach. I just left. I'm like, I'm out of here. Which was stu- like, I get it. I'm a stupid kid. Didn't do it. But like, my decision was because it's too much. I wasn't having a good time. It wasn't worth it for me. So I left and went back home and did other stuff. I went, went ended up coming to University of Utah. But like, who cares? That's my decision. I did it. Could I've handled it better? Yeah. But who who knows how he talked to his coach to say, hey, I'm doing this. And their release was like the whatever they, what they said. That was like, oh, hey, we respect his decision. Help him with the NBA. Get going. But it's like his like this is no different than a head coach taking a new job. Right. Yeah. Like there's coaches that leave the day after signing day to take a new job, which is the scummiest of scummy where or look what Tennessee did. They get rid of um, Jeremy Pruitt shortly after signing day, knowing there's issues going on. But they wanted to secure the class. That's worse than what this guy's doing. This is just impacting him on a team that's not very good. So how about this? Here's an example for you. I don't know. Maybe you'll remember this because I think, you know, you and I aren't necessarily spring chickens. <laughs> so do you remember Myron Roll from Mar- Florida State? You mean future Ro- Road Scholar Dr. Myron yes, Roll? Yes, I do mean that Myron Roll who 
he forego foregoed for win. I always I never know how to use that word in the past tense. Anyway, he didn't play his senior year and he in put Oxford, off getting right? drafted because he went to Oxford to study because he got a Rhodes scholarship. Was he condemned as a quitter? No, probably not. Everyone was like, oh my God, he's a doctor. He's so smart. He's great. Yeah. I mean, I don't exactly remember, but yeah. I remember positive things about that. This guy, he's playing for Duke basketball, which is, you know, like playing for the Yankees. It's not, it's, you're already not popular. So people are looking, not necessarily looking for reasons, but. Pile on. But if, if you happen to be, if you happen to do something controversial and you play for Duke, (laughs) chances are you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from the general public, which is fine, whatever. But I'm just saying that like. I, I don't know who cares what the motivations are. If we're going to celebrate him in some circumstances and we're going to condemn him in others, I I don't care one way or the other, what his motivation is. And I, I feel like these people who are like, he's quitting on his brothers are making a lot of assumptions about how close teammates yeah. on a team are. I can attest to that. Some are closer <laughs> than others. And some you don't like and don't care for. Yeah. And so if he never gelled with the team, which I don't know. I have no idea. He could have been the best I'm buddy not... of every friend on the team. Who knows? He could. And all of them could be supporting him 100% in the decision to say, oh, yeah, man, for sure. Get out of here. That makes the most sense. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm definitely not going to go on Twitter 10 minutes after Jeff Goodman or John Rothstein tweets it to give my two cents about why this kid's a jerk for leaving and a quitter. You know, it's like... <laughs> Who does that benefit? You and, can question uh, why and be curious about his motivation, but quitting is the one of the one of the worst things you can say about what he's doing. He's it's just I just want to bring up because I feel this guy who has a huge platform is just dumping on a kid who does who doesn't he doesn't care about like there's he doesn't care about him like what's the point like why. He's doing it to get attention, which we're unfortunately giving him attention, which he doesn't even need. Like, he's a problem. Like, what other guy that covers a team, like, like a sport on that level? Like, do you ever see, like, guys like Brett McMurphy or Goodman basketball, McMurphy football, both stadium guys, or guys who cover basketball or football on national level go out and do stuff like this? Pretty rare, right? Like, very yeah, rare. Yeah, I mean, Typically, so... Yeah, I don't get the motivation somebody, behind him doing it. Somebody actually floated this idea to me, you know, in a in a chat on the side. They were saying, you know, I wonder how much of this is Rothstein talking and how much of this is maybe a coach, maybe Coach K talking through Dude, Rothstein a little bit, you know? If he does that, that's even worse. Oh, I think that's so, That's scummy I'm for not- Coach Aiden because... Oh, I think if, so, too. If, I'm just if, saying, you know, that might explain some of your motivation, I guess, because I guess... I would understand why the coach would feel, you know, a sense of betrayal. I I hope that's not the case, you know, but I guess I would get it more than I would understand this, like, supposedly objective journalist or whatever coming out of nowhere to, like, slam this kid. For me, like, if that's the case, that's even worse. Like, it's so sensational that everyone wants to talk about it all the time. It's like, I don't know. It's not that interesting to me. The kid doesn't want to play anymore. I'd rather talk about people who do want to play. I would do that, man. Yeah, I get it. He makes entry, but it's like, uh, we'll move on in a second. But I don't don't get, like, do you, like, why are you doing this? Like, what is your reasoning? Because 
if he's not a guy with like four thousand Twitter followers and doing this and it gets picked up by everybody <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah. He has two hundred and like fifty thousand. He, he absolutely dictates a good portion of the conversation, you know, like the national conversation around college basketball, which is rare because typically he just reports stuff, which is does a good job at like schedule this, schedule that, tra- like he'll report transfers and stuff, and he'll bring up the random. Transferring to epidemic, it's like calm down. Well, like me, he's become a brand. I think is part of it too. He's really, you know, and you, I'm sure you can see that. And it's not just him. There are other other pundits out there. It seems like, or you know, analysts or, who've really branded themselves. And I, I don't know. It's it's entertaining, but it's not always great for the sport. I think so. That's the problem I have. Like, it's worse. Like, imagine if you're a random guy, well, not random, but a person who likes college basketball, and not, like you're kind of getting into it. And like, what is this guy? Like, what is this guy doing? Why does he not like people have opportunities to go? Like, he's gonna freaking blow his mind when you can do a transfer without <laughs> in, without sitting out. Right. Like he's just transfer gonna, within a conference without yeah, sitting out a year. Yeah, oh he's like God. gonna freak out about. It. Like, what the? <laughs> what's he doing here? I don't know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But... I just want to bring it up because I want to talk about it because it's idiotic and worth discussion about. But even okay, last thing, promise. Even if we were, if this was just a typical year, I still wouldn't care. Like there might be questions to maybe why you may want to prod a little bit, like oh, why he's curious, oh maybe his team's not good, or oh maybe this or that. But I wouldn't. Nobody'd say he'd be quitting. They may quite make because like bowl game for college football. Well, I got the draft coming up. I don't want to do it. Like, eh, it sucks. I get it. It would be nice if you played, but. Most most reasonable people would be like, I get you to calculate a risk in your favor of what you should do or not do. Because there's probably going to be no NIT tournament, I'm guessing. Duke might go to that because they're Duke. I don't think they're going to win the ACC tournament because they're only, what, 8-8? Eight eight. There's no point if I'm risking wonder, some sort of injury. You know what I mean? I doubt Duke... Duke might get invited, but I doubt Duke actually goes to it. If that, you know, I think they would say no, we don't want to do that, and it's you know, it's beneath us. <laughs> well, I think you know that yeah. that would be the idea. They wouldn't actually say it's beneath us, but I think they'd say you know, if we're not playing for a championship, we don't want to take the risk. We're not going to play, which is really code for like uh, we're re- we don't want to play in the NIT. Hey, guess <laughs> what? Embarrassed. I'm fine with that too. And Coach Case yeah. already mentioned as well early in the year, like maybe we should take a pause and then. The stupid Alabama coach will. If they're not losing two in a row, they would still play. It's like, you shut up as well. All right, let's get yeah. to Mountain West stuff, I guess. Time that we're done with. I guess, yeah. It's fine. Well, it, so, I, I like it. It's fine. Interesting. Well, so we can, we can talk about some opt-out stuff for the for, you know, for oh, the Mountain boy. West, though, because we do, have, we do have the conference tournament coming up. You know, with We're getting pretty close to the end of the season. you got to wonder kind of how that's going to play out. Uh, you know, we've looked at some other – we were kind of talking before a little bit about West, conference West tournaments. Coast. Well, yeah, it's the West Coast Conference, and in your home state too. You know, it's getting a f- and up north from me. You know, you got Gonzaga and BYU potentially. I've I've seen being floated around as teams that might opt out because they're feeling good enough about their NCAA chances that they 
will take the risk. I don't know what, you know, I, I, I've heard Mark Fuse proposed like, let's have a three game. What is it? Three team little mini tournament up here in Spokane. Hey coach Fuse, Thanks for listening to my idea in the podcast. I appreciate the download. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, it's a good one. Let's do one on down Viejas too. That'd be fun. Do a little four team tournament down there. Exactly. Well, that'll make up. We'll send. Yeah. We were talking all this time about how to how to uh, make up for CSU and uh, San Diego State losing out on that New Mexico series. Well, let's do a little four team tournament. They can host the semifinals, and then you know we'll play the final in Vegas or something. Definitely. Anyway, anyway. but like Gonzaga might be opting out. That's what we're getting to. There's but a yeah, chance. so they Reports. might opt out. Now, what do you do with with that? Because they, you know, Gonzaga they're going to get in regardless. Right. I mean, whether they're automatic quad, right. (laughs) So, so if you're the West coast conference and if you're the NCAA, I mean, there's kind of two separate questions here, I guess, but what do you do with the automatic qualifier? Do you force it to go to Gonzaga? Here's the thing. We know like is on Scott Van Pell. I think what Seth Greenberg, you're chatting about it, which is wild to me that February 26th is a date that you can, you have to submit how you want to give your automatic bid, which is weird. Two weeks before selection Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I here's what the reports are right now. Gonzaga is looking like they're going to. From what I'm hearing, BYU is in the same boat. However, BYU, by to me and you and probably a lot of people, and, 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 and what I said before last week's will say today – any Mountain West team, there's no locks in this conference. All right. So just to, to back that up a little bit for you, currently on the bracketmatrix.com, you know, the go-to place for composite all brackets. the <laughs> composite bracketology. Yeah. So BYU is currently sitting at an eight seed. They are the third eight seed. Uh, they are in not 100% of the brackets. Nope. There's 101 at they, the moment. There's actually 106. Six? Oh, I've been oh, updated since this morning. Yeah, you got to refresh, man. <laughs> uh, they are in 104 of 106. So two people have seen fit to uh, say say no to BYU. Okay, they're in my bracket, but um, are they yeah. lock for your bracket? Like, no. Well, well, I don't know. My bracket's all based on math, and the math is getting updated after the bracket reveal. Still, so mm-hmm. I should. I guess hold off on saying that they are. Good. That's my point. See, that's my point. That You're not a hundred percent. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're they're probably safely in, but well, I. And but, things can still happen to get them out of the tournament. That's the definition, right, of being a lock. Is that you could lose out and still make the tournament safely. Gonzaga can do that. Mm-hmm. BYU. No, I'm not so sure. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they're not a lock. So it brings us to them, like. I like what what should they do because this also comes to Mountain West and what they may do that open week they have. So outside of those teams, also Ken Palm is helping them see the tournaments or something like that. So that's kind of interesting too, which is kind of weird, I guess, because different games. You see that as well. Different uh, like Ken Palm's going to be doing that. What is it? Ken Palm's going to help see the West Coast Conference tournament because of missed games and stuff. Oh, oh, oh! So which not is, like. Ken Pomeroy himself, but they're going to use the Ken Pom rankings. Hey, no, I consider that Ken Pom himself. Coming. No, I, I mean, I get it, but I was like, wait, what? That's WCC adopts new seating formula for conference tournaments. 
Just saying. No, this is a legit thing. Like, this is a... Okay. The conference enlisted Pomeroy, statistical analyst and founder of the popular KenPom.com website, with numerous teams playing unbalanced schedules due to COVID-19 interruptions. He will come in and assist... Um, oh, so that yeah. is what's happening. Yeah, no, that, that wasn't a joke. Oh, it's so, legit. Oh, no, I just, I just misunderstood. I just... Okay, so my first reading of that was correct, that it actually is Ken Pomeroy coming in to, to, to help, not, you know, just... Well, it's, bo- it's both. On Ken Palm rankings. Well, it's both. That's the thing. It's one of the same thing. Yeah, I'm assuming that he's probably going to bring the Ken Palm rankings with him. So. No, I got to do four million here. I've got it. I figured it out. <laughs> here's how we do it. But 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 here's the thing. So right now, Gonzaga's Ken Palm one. BYU's thirty one. After that, St. Mary's is a lowly, not lowly, but seventy seven. They have four top hundred teams with San Francisco. So what like what's the NC going to do? Are they going to step in and make? make some determination because they have to because this is like literally stealing a bid. If BYU and Gonzaga don't go because they don't want to risk anything, there's two reasons. COVID risk, you don't want to get sick. However, West Coast Conference has some leeway because they start the week before everybody else essentially for their tournament. But you have to have like seven straight days of positive of negative testing from COVID to go to Indy. So, if they don't go, to go like Gonzaga's in regardless and Gonzaga's also going to get auto- like not the auto bid. Are they really going to give it to San Francisco, who only beats like a Saint Mary, like a top ninety Saint Mary's team in like Pepperdine or something, or like Pacific? Heck yeah, man, do it. Why not? Do you think that's not fair? You are you okay with this? I mean, I'm going back and forth. I'm honestly not sure. I, that's that's my. I don't have a hot like a hot take on this. I don't, I don't have, want a hot like, take on a I'm fairness. Still form- no, I mean like not even a hot take, but like I don't even have like. I don't know. This is this situation is still so novel, and I keep going back and forth. And I'm like, okay, but that's so unfair. And it's like, who is it unfair to? The seventh place team in the Big East or whatever. I mean, not the Big East. They don't have Big seven Ten. teams. The Big Ten. Okay, so yeah, what? it is. I say it is. Okay, well then, don't be seventh place. Okay, there's that argument too. But like, this don't could also be seventh place. You have a whole season to do something. You know, I don't know, man. Like, you know who to blame or is win, or win your tournament. You have a way to get an automatic bid, and I'm sorry that you didn't have more good teams opt out. Hey, maybe some Big Ten teams will opt out too. <laughs> I just think this is like a – I know we're at uncertain times, and I usually say I don't care, but which the, the decision for you to not play is fine. Like I, I could come down two ways in this. Okay, well, Gonzaga, you don't want to play because you don't want to risk getting players getting sick or you don't want to risk this or that, and you're already guaranteed – but no, okay, but no, but no, that that's a problem, right? That they're already guaranteed. Then I don't think you can say it's it's like we're making an exception for you, Gonzaga, because you're so good. We have to have you in the tournament. If you're really principled on, I'm not saying you, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. if the NCAA is really principled about this, then they should show it and they should say, you know what, Gonzaga, you opted out. You don't get the automatic bid. And you know what? You're not even going to get our at-large bid. We're not going to let you do this. That's you, you're out. We're sorry, man. You you said you didn't want to play. You're out. But they got to tell them that before February 26th. This is also <laughs> you're right. This is also a thing where it's like here's the thing. Here's what would have been very interesting, and I don't. They're not going to punish them. It's like the old Tark. Tark the, uh, what's his name? Um, Tark thing. Like, well, you uh, Kansas gets in trouble, should go bust up Cleveland State or something. So it's yeah. like. Had the New Mexico, like, hear me out, this might be a stretch, but let's just say, which I think this could still happen, that New Mexico-San Diego State Series didn't get played, not because of COVID. 
if that game becomes forfeit, like I, you get a good point too. Should Gonzaga just be forfeiting their games in the conference tournament? Those teams move on and get the auto bid. It's like they're making a calculated risk as well as the guy from Duke we're talking about before. I just like, okay, I get it where, okay, Pepperdine gets out a bit somehow and that knocks out, I don't know, Big Ten is good. Illinois, are they a bubble team? I don't know. But like Big Big Ten number seven or AAC number three or something. Minnesota, you know, knocks out of Minnesota. But like everybody needs to be on the same playing field. Like this could, like this might catch on, it might not. But if there's like seven bids that come in and take, what if the sweat? Here's the what if the A Sun does this? What? If, well, never mind. My example is going out the window. Sorry, I was gonna say something weird. Don't worry about that. Because it's soon. Because yeah, this is the thing: is that you you need one at large. The only other conference I can really see that. I mean, the Mountain West could be an interesting one. You know, like Maybe. could San Diego State try to pull this off? They're kind of in the same boat as BYU right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you you have Loyola and Drake over in the Missouri Valley. Drake probably could not pull this off. Loyola maybe, but probably not. I don't think that they I mean I I I think that it's like theoretically it sounds so bad. It and is. Zaga is Yeah, but like think about who which teams can actually pull this off. Gonzaga. We talked about this before. There's like maybe a handful of teams like Loyal is number nine in Kempom, so maybe. But like, if we're talking a Missouri Valley, Mountain West, and West Coast Conference, that's probably it. Maybe the American, the American, possibly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have a couple teams that are probably guaranteed, right? They have Houston. That's it. Yeah. What if you, so? If, if Houston so, if Houston, so if Houston opts out, you're going to get an SMU, Memphis, or Wichita yeah. State team who you could like probably make an argument to put in just for getting to the final of the like, American tournament anyway. It's like BYU, same type of deal. Yeah, exactly. But I that mean, that could be four bids. I get that could be four bids. But what if like I don't go what if, but I just think there needs to be consistency. Like if the, I don't know what the right answer is, that's why it's confusing. Like if Gonzaga, well, yeah, I know, right? If Gonzaga opts out, well, okay, you're out. Whatever, you take your chance at large bid. Their chance just happens to be like it's a sure thing, <laughs> and so that's why I don't see why why would unless here's my here's what I'm possibly thinking because it's TV money. But like if you're the other schools, why would you even want to play a tournament if your guaranteed bid's not there? Well, right, exactly. And so, you know, you say it's, you don't want to be unfair to the sixth, seventh place team in the Big Ten. You're being pretty unfair to the your third conference. place team in your own conference. Yeah, so, like, you're being really unfair to St. Mary's. <laughs> yeah, know? who's cl- so, fairly close. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, oh, well, we can't be – we can't be unfair to the high ma- – it's like we're always not unfair to the power conferences. Yeah. Can we not – can we be unfair in favor of mid-majors one, one year? Whatever, man. Like, yeah, let's go full pirate season, man. Whatever. I don't care. That's my whole mantra for this season. Get it done. I don't care Will, who does it. Let me ask you this question. Will yeah. it – let's just say – let's just say this is a scenario. They opt out. The conference tournaments hold their automatic bid. Yeah. I, I already know the answer you're going to say. My answer is going to be the same most likely. Is it going to fundamentally change the NCAA tournaments, like Elite Eight or something, or Sweet Sixteen? No. Okay, then does it matter? It really doesn't. And honestly, I, I, it's like exhausting, right? Because you just it it's is. the same. It's the same conversation, and it's there's just all this like, I don't know. I guess I get exhausted by how traditionalist 
people get about things and it's like man you can't complain about the state of the sport every year and then as soon as people want to do fundamentally like drastically changing things to the structure of the sport you freak out like you don't get to have it both ways you maybe you don't like this thing but you can't then propose a new alternative because I already know that most of you are unhappy with the current state of things because yeah. I'm out here and I hear the discourse every mm -hmm. other year where people are unhappy with how the selection committee put teams in the tournament and with, uh, with all, with conference tournament formats, not being fair, you know, oh, double buys, double buy. Yeah, one, two, yeah. like, okay, whatever, man. Yeah. Gonzaga gets a double buy. Because you want Gonzaga in the tournament just as much as we do. Yeah, so, I, like, I just think, like, the main culprit here is really the NCAA where I know I want flexibility, which everybody should want. They just need to come up and make a decision. And, well, they're so used to being, you know, with football, they have no, like, authority. They're like, oh, wait, we actually need to demonstrate They actually run this governance. tournament. You know what I mean? They actually <laughs> run this down. I I honestly, I'm trying to think of the right answer. It's tough for, because, again, you're right. If Even if the leagues that have an extra bid... Or potentially like Mount, like the leagues we mentioned, Missouri, Mountain West, West Coast, American. It's going to impact like four or five teams. Like is Nevada? Let's just say like the Mountain West. Let's just say San Diego State. Doesn't, San Diego State doesn't play because they're the the best chance to get in at this moment. And Nevada runs the table and gets in. Is Nevada going to win like three games in the, in the NCAA tournament? Probably not. Maybe, and maybe. Well, but you know what I mean. But odds are against yeah, it. Right. But, but what spot <laughs> are they taking away again? Like a Minnesota. Well, and we're also talking about teams who are what you said. We're talking about the four last at large yeah. bids, right? Yeah. So yeah. those are going to the first four. I mean, those are they're already only two of them are even making it to the field anyway. Yeah. And if they do, hey, who? What's going to be a cooler story? You know, mm. to tell later on the twelve seated St. Mary's team who only got in because of some weird opt outs, and then oh my gosh, they made the elite eight, or you know, like, oh, cool, Minnesota did it. Yeah, who's going to remember that Minnesota made the Elite Eight? This yeah, that's... Uh, as, well, as a 12 seed. I, but maybe, you know, I'm just saying, like, I don't understand uh, the, the the pearl clutching, man. That's what it is. It's just not, people really, really just uh, down with their... The, with the, the traditions, everything needs to be, you know, the as it always is. It's like... This season, everything needs to be. So what's the tradition? And what's the tradition in this? Like, what would you consider the tradition? Like forcing Gonzaga to play. Like what? Yeah, that you you must play your games. Okay, you, that's, you okay. are that. That's what I'm saying. Is the traditionalist thing here is that hey, you you made a commitment to play your games, and it's like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but okay. We'll see. Whatever. I, I don't know. Right. I, it's a tough spot. Like I could see both everywhere. But with so, the, I, mean, I guess slippery slope question is, you know, does are they going to do this every year? No, you know? they're not. But when you didn't say they have a backbone to make a choice, and again, I'm just saying, like February 26th. Well, how the heck did that date come up? Like, who's coming up with that idea? That's if it's been for years. It's like it's never been used before, and so I just think, like, I don't have an answer for. It. I'm just gonna. Talk in circles and believe, agree with you one second, Andy, and say disagree and next. So, yeah. honestly, what I think what needs to be like if here's my finance for what I what I, what the most fair I don't know what the most fair thing is, but if we're looking at if you want to really make it I guess a tournament look like it should, like Gonzaga if they want to opt out they're in, but 
the auto bid should go to that league champion if they're going to do it, like the regular season champion. That's more fair in general compared to a crapshoot of a tournament sometimes. Like if you're yeah, really, and really I'm, thinking about I'm it. fine with that too. If they, yeah, and I mean everybody should be playing to win the the regular season championship, right? Anyway, that you you want to play every game to win every game, but like, I I would be a little, I guess, you don't want to move the goalposts too much too late in the game but again it's it's this really really weird season so i'm going to reserve judgment and not overreact i think i will i will err on the side of underreacting to whatever conferences players teams choose to do here yeah it's but uh... it would be nice if the ncaa said hey here's here's what's going on here's here's a clear consequence for a clear action and then everyone can make these decisions in the light of day instead of like, well, we're going to make this decision and then, you know, hope and pray. Exactly. All right. So Mountain West four teams in, is that like a no go for you? Four teams. It's going to be tough because the thing is four teams looked really nice, but now we're getting to the end of the season. They're all going to start playing each other and they're all going to start dinging each other up a little bit. So, Worst case scenario, I think, is probably that like everything splits because you, because then you're going to end up with maybe like one or two teams looking okay. So that that should be called the Colorado State effect. Yeah, so that's Colorado State's in a weird spot. So I think Colorado State. Let's take a look real quick at the bracket matrix again. I read an article on this. They're sitting at 44 in net, and right. their average ranking is 11.16. Okay. And updated since then, it's yeah. at 11.14. So. <laughs> You're fine. I mean, it's going to be updated by the time people listen to this anyway. So, They're whatever. Kidding. So, anyway. So, they're barely in. Yeah. Um, I was talking. So, I, you know, I work with heatcheckcbb.com. I do the bracket, like a computer bracket for all my, like, computer analytics stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do the, the D, DPI, the Gold Star Guide stuff. I do a bracket with that as well. But, like... I don't. I let math decide the bracket. I don't really like have to uh, scrub through every single resume, right? Yeah, you plug in the numbers, right? Fortunately, we have a guy who does that, (laughs) Lucas Harkins. Yes, he does. He's great, and I trust him with my bracketology life. You know, and like whenever I'm looking at my bracket to see like, oh man, is this like really screwed? I look at his, you know, like as my anchor. So I was talking with him about Boise State and Colorado State. He has Boise State just barely in and Colorado State just barely out right now. And I think that's pretty fair. Colorado State's best wins are all in the conference. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they beat Boise State. That win is not looking as good as it used to. Uh, they beat Utah State. That win is not looking quite as good as it used to. Uh, they beat San Diego State. That win's looking pretty good. <laughs> but um, oof, I don't know if it's enough. You know, yeah. they're they're going to have to... That's why it's really, really rough. Uh, the Nevada series. The Nevada series this week has been postponed. Well, postponed. We're yes, kind of running officially. out of time. Postponed thing. That could have been a top hundred net win, right? That's that could have been two. So two. <laughs> on Twitter, I saw a couple people talking chatting about this. 
What's the better? Because we discussed this with Aztecs and Lobos, where maybe it's better for San Diego State to just not play rather than blow them out. In this case, like, I don't know if the Rams are to swept, but like, is it better for them to not play and keep their record, or to play a, a decent team with the chance of losing? So I think, I mean, if we're talking about Colorado State getting an at-large bid, they have to take the risk. Because this play. would be a Q three win, right? Because it's a no, because they're well, they're they're in Reno, so that's why it would be big to get two road wins. Uh, let's see, what is Nevada at in the net? Ninety nine, like of one this o, like one hundred one or something. Record. Like just outside the hundred. Okay, so in terms of a, if they're not in the top seventy five, but they're not in like the outside of the 150 or something like that, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, that would be a Q2. So that would be potentially... Yeah, Q2, two, 135. Two quadrant two yeah. win. 135, there we go. Okay. I knew that 150 wasn't quite right, but... All right. So Nevada's in the Q2 section, right? Right now. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows what two losses to Colorado State does to their net? So that's, that's yeah. the fun thing about the net, right? Not it's so like, fun. Ooh, that, those would be quadrant whatever wins and then it's like yes but by virtue of losing those games now they're falling out of that quadrant <laughs> yeah so it's a little catch-22 sometimes i but, say play because yeah. more games the better more games the better and and they're not guaranteed State anything needs... they're, not, they're not guaranteed anything so play yeah. i think if if it's yeah if, if people are healthy and the logistics make sense and stuff yes play if you're colorado state you want more good information on your team sheet. You don't have enough. And you know these committee guys actually watch games too, you know. <laughs> yeah, and Nevada's a real team. They're yes, not, they have real I mean, people. I've seen them in person. <laughs> yeah, and but I mean, this the league, you know, we talk about the top four, mm-hmm. and even the kind of, you know, the basement is really bad. You got San Jose State, Air Force, New Mexico. It's not good. And then even past that, though, you got UNLV, Fresno, and Wyoming, and that's not great either. No. But Nevada is real competition outside of the top four. Yes. And maybe the only real competition in the league outside of the top four. Well, UNLV beat Utah State and almost beat Boise State. So True. UNLV does give people lots of close games and then usually doesn't win them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying they're a threat, but not great. Well, and we'll talk about this maybe in a second whenever we get to the power rankings. But at some point. But UNLV, I think, is underperforming in terms of wins and losses. But they're probably a little better than their record. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, I think that, yeah, Colorado State should want to make up those games if they can. You know, we sort of talked about a little bit which of these series we'd want to see made up. Uh, um, You know, some of the ones that we missed. I think Colorado State, Nevada has to be at the top of that. I know San Diego State fans will also want their pound of flesh against New Mexico. Why? Why? Well, because you need the two wins to, you know, get better seating in in the tournament. Hogwash, I don't care. Like there are some 300 teams you really want to they'll hurt your net rating. Like that, like yeah, other I, series, the other series, San Diego State UNLV. Maybe this is not an article. There's not many good ones, but like out of all the games, there haven't been many postponed until this past couple weeks. Really, like Boise Fresno. Like eh, there's a 
Not really. Boise should take care of business, but... If, but if for a home game, it's like that really doesn't do much yeah. for Boise at all. Fresno, Maybe Utah if it was State, New Mexico, CSU, Utah State, Wyoming... Well, and the other question is, you know, we, we had talked about maybe making these up um, at a neutral site. So that does actually change yeah. the calculus a little bit on these quadrants, right? So if if Colorado State were to make up these games, I would want to make them up in Reno. Yeah, because neutral is <laughs> 51 to 100. Exactly. So Nevada might not actually beat you two, especially if you beat them. So, you know, <laughs> it's just like... Man, that's so crazy to think about all the different, you know. Will any be made up? Like, well, does the Mountain West, like, is there incentive to make these up besides maybe hooking up your TV partners with, like, six more games for the week? I mean, I think there there's incentive to make up games that might matter, right? So I think if I were the league, I would... I would really want to figure out how to get that Colorado State Nevada series played if possible. If I were the league, I wouldn't care so much about the UNLV Wyoming series. <laughs> you know, good like call. Good call. <laughs> I just I, you can do it if you want, but like I don't know, it's like at the end of a baseball season when there's like a lot of rainouts. Do we really need Te- that doubleheader? <laughs> teams who are in playoff contention can have a doubleheader to get up to 162 cuz we might need to know. Teams who are eliminated we don't need you to play games 161 and 162 guys it's fine i we have, I have no problem when they do that in baseball i have an idea for you how about we do this for makeup games if you can move if your seating can change by any measure the game yeah. should be made up sure so like for example nevada right now is two and a half games out of first place they're only one game behind san diego state and league of play that it, like, okay, but now you got to do the whole thing, right? Because you got to yeah. think about it. If if all of the series are played, would that affect? Seeding? Yeah, that's I'm a point. Sure that, eventually, it would. Right? And, but yeah, there's more than one series being played. Like San Diego State has two series, so does I think Nevada. But my point being, if you're going to make them up, if there's going to be some sort of significant, like I, in my opinion, I'd say maybe significant change, like getting a buy or not a buy, or. Getting say avoid like if you can avoid the number one seed in the first round, like the second round or something, like the quarterfinals, like being the four or five. If you can move up to three, but you're at four, I think that could be played. That's kind of more tricky, but I think if they're if they want to make it up because I think they want to for TV obviously as well, but more games is good. But like I think CSU Nevada is the biggest one to make up because not that it's going to help Nevada's at large bid at all because I don't think they have an at large chance. Like even if they were to sweep CSU. And then say they beat Boise and Utah State but lose to San Diego State in the final. Or, no, that wouldn't work out. Um, yeah, it could. Yeah, it could. They beat, like, the number two and three team but lose to the number one seed. Like, that's still, that's still probably not enough because they're only – I don't think that would be close enough even though they're 14-7. and seven. Like, that might be stretching to get them close. But I think yeah, that's someone I really want to see play. Like, out of all those out there, it's like – unless unless it, like, can change your seeding. Like, if the Mountain West comes out and says – because technically, right now, Boise and Utah State are tied for first, eleven and two, and twelve and three. They their winning percentage is much different. I'm not. I think I'm not sure how that's tied here in ESPN, but I think if there's like a conference championship on the line, like for number one seed, or you can go up from five to four, try to get that in or six, whatever the buys would be. I guess six to five, whatever the bottom was. It the bottom five, right? That are uh, the buys. Is that or I mean the play uh, bottom six. The- 
bottom six play in the opening that's round it. and the top five teams in the league get a like they don't they don't play in that opening round. That's probably not gonna change because Fresno's two games behind Nevada. You know I mean like I don't know, like I don't know why. I don't looking at this deeper right now deeper right now, I don't think there's a good enough reason to play. Any well, of those. I wonder too if they could do you know, I haven't actually looked or thought too hard. I'm having this thought kinda as we speak, but like could you do something where you you don't take away the lot, the wins and you know the results from other teams, but when you're considering seeding the tournament, maybe you take away you know how like sometimes when you're scoring, you take away the top and the bottom judges, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Maybe you do something like that with the results based on you know where they are in the net or Ken Palm or something like that. You look and you say, okay, we're gonna shave off a few games out of consideration here. Um, so that we're taking X amount of results, right. From yeah. every team so that the seating is done on a more even basis. I don't know exactly how to do that at a, you know, or if there is a, a way to do that. If maybe it's the schedule is just too imbalanced. I don't think to, it is to too ever. imbalanced because the Mountain West already plays imbalanced schedule. Like there's no team like, Utah State's played because th- we mentioned last week Nevada was one of the few teams on track to play every game. Not going to happen now, but like they've played fourteen. So as far as no UNLV's played twelve. Like the lowest is twelve to, I guess Air Force is sixteen, but they're out of it. Like so, the difference yeah, isn't that but, much overall, especially when you're looking at the top couple of teams. But then again, but okay, so take away Air Force's two games against the two toughest teams they played, and then take away the two t- games against the two easiest teams that they played. Right? Take away two mm-hmm. games against uh, Utah State. Who is it now? <laughs> and uh, and and New Mexico. Yeah, or at least and, one. And, and, Maybe not both, but one. Or you know whatever it is to to look. So that you're looking at, you know, the middle 10 or 12 or whatever the minimum amount of games is you're looking at for everybody. I don't know. Again, I'm not sure if that actually logistically works or not with these two-game series and how all that's going. But, like, I don't know. It just... The reason the West Coast Conference is doing it cause half, with the Ken Pump thing, because half their league was on pause, like, they have teams like Gonzaga's played 11 games, whereas BYU's played nine, Santa Clara's played six, San Diego only five. San Diego has only played nine games this year. Chicago, well, Chicago State stopped, but it's different. But I don't know. It's like if they're going to make it up, I guess just the CSU Nevada one. But like, if here's one thing too: the conference. If you want, if you want a hundred percent strength conference tournament, because I've already said it shouldn't be, and it's so risky. Have the week off to make sure everybody's ready to go in case there are COVID issues. There's not any from. UNLV, New Mexico, CSU, whatever. Maybe they, maybe they stick them on Vegas as soon as your season is done. Go to Vegas and chill in their hotel for a week. Yeah, I think, I think too. Just a quick reminder to to everyone: um, life's not fair. Sometimes things. <laughs> what? Are suck Wait, a little bit. where's my like, breaking news sounder? Life's not right? fair. So it's like you know, I, yeah, it would be great if the Colorado State Nevada series got played, and like, oh my god, they need those two Q two wins. And it's like, oh wait, there's also a pandemic happening, and yeah. so I'm sure somebody made some decision. Whatever. Okay, it's sports. Whatever, it's fine. Like you know, it. Yeah. So I think you're right. You know, if it would be great, but maybe. It would be stupid to try to make up the games and risk something worse happening. You know, like 
Do we really want to take that risk? We postponed the games because it wasn't safe. Are we sure it's so safe, you know, later that we want to, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's the recurring theme this season. Besides, I don't care is I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think one last thought, we'll get to a couple games here and power rankings eventually, I guess. But, <laughs> but I think it, the league can't force them to play. If both teams want to play, play. I think that's what it should come down to. If you, if the Mexico and San Diego State say, sure, we want to play, then we'll figure out a way to play. If one yeah. of them says no, don't make that public, but just say just say these games are being played or not being played. Because we've seen the yeah. ducky thing in football. We've seen right. weird Aztec fans complain about not being able to curb stop in Mexico. It's like, relax. <laughs> so I think that's the only way we can play. So this week... Let's just run through the rankings because we've already talked for quite a bit of time on not basketball. We sure have. Which well, is fine. It's fine. It's basketball. We're talking about current events. I mean, this is this is really the conversation in basketball Heck right yeah. now, though, is like people are quitting the, the season. Man, like the things that – the season was running so smoothly for so long. And it's for like, about a month, yeah, most of January. And now it's like everyone's just – the wheels are coming off. I mean, not the, of the season necessarily, but like – the questions that we've been putting off for a little yeah. while while we've just been really enjoying basketball, we're starting to have to really answer those questions now. So it's, it's funny. So, yeah, but, it, but it is basketball. We're talking, we're talking about the sport. The paper's it's due not. in three days, Andy. How are we going to fix this? <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay. So power rankings really uh, quick. We're going to run through these fast. Right. So the Mexico 11, cool. They're expected to play. Padgett's not going to be traveling. It seems like for their next set of games. So that's something. Have we got more info on who's playing in the game? Because the last thing I saw from oh. Jeff Grammer was that Paul Weir wasn't really being very forthcoming about which players are available. Just that some players are available. So Sure, some players will be available. We'll um, see. Yeah. All right. So we don't know. You know what it is? It's, it's the open practice you call for managers or trainers to come out and play. <laughs> um, Air Force is 10. Cool. Good for them. They're going to play every game probably. Spartans, um, they haven't lost. Are they still on their three-game winning streak? No, they did lose. They, Dang it, they I lost to that. San Diego State badly oh, no. a couple times. Sorry, apologies for that. <laughs> That's okay. So, yeah, um, I'll just chime in here real quick to say that, unfortunately, my rankings, my computer rankings, do not like San Jose State at all, mm. and they are dead last for me. Um, so I was the one who ranked them last in our power rankings, okay. but right. everybody else in the on the staff ranked them ninth. So okay. <laughs> just Wyoming, throwing that out there. Wyoming's eight. They got New Mexico, uh, maybe. We'll see. Wednesday, Friday. As of recording, this game will be played. Yeah, uh, right. Fresno, I have no opinion about them at the moment besides that tweet you put in. That was an amazing play from CBS. Deion Stroud is so fun. He Man, is. I hope we get to see more Deion Stroud. He is a very exciting player. Um, and a- another reason besides Orlando Robinson to watch that team. So yeah, there's hopefully next year or so something happens. Um, yeah, they, they're better than I thought they were going to be this year. So. UNLV is an interesting team where they got San Jose State this week, but they nearly beat Boise State, which I kind of call it a Boise's kind of struggling this schedule. But UNLV should not have been one of the teams they struggled against. Where <laughs> uh, yeah, tell that to Utah State too. Yeah, they beat them by what two the second game. Eight lost or lost by two, lost by eight. So they're hanging around like there's not much. Like I don't think they're going to make a run in the mountains term. They may win their first game and then go pack it on day two to quarterfinals. But like like Bryce Hamilton, everybody knows him. But they what it all it's going to take is like 
more better bench play and if another player or two to maybe step up a little bit. Like you can't have guys like most Moses would go zero points. True. Like can st- I just say something like real stuff. quick on UNLV's defense though? Yeah, no. They only have one loss outside of the top 100 in Ken Palm right now. And that was to Montana State. That's a bad one. That, yeah. You know, that was that real, real, real bad opening night game. But after that, you're looking at North Carolina, Alabama, Davidson, Colorado yeah. State, Utah State, Nevada, and Boise State. Those are the teams that they've lost to. Now, they've lost 11 times <laughs> to, those, <laughs> to those, you know, that, that list of teams. Progressions. And I'm not saying that they're great. You know, they're what I'm looking here, 284th in defensive effective uh, field goal rate. So that's not good. You you want to stop people from scoring. They don't do that enough. They don't score themselves enough either. But they play in these weird games. They're always kind of close, right? They beat Utah State. And then they lost to Utah State, but they were kind of close. And then they got, like, clobbered by Nevada. And then they were kind of close with Nevada. Yeah. And then they played like two close games against Air Force, and then they played two close games against Boise State. It's like, who are you guys? Like, I, I can see them going four and zero to end the season versus San Jose and Fresno. Yeah, and so they're going to end up being like twelve and eleven, yeah. and everyone's going to say it was like an okay year because then they're going to lose in the first game in the Mountain West tournament or something, right? And they'll be twelve and twelve on the season. And yeah, you know, you make a good a point. Perfect... They're losing to outside my Tennessee State. They're losing to teams they probably should lose to. Yeah, uh, and they're beating mostly teams they should beat. Yeah, Montana State, like, I could make the joke that they're up, like, 16 over UNC and blew it, but they... Yeah, no, they've, it's tough. they've blown see, some games here. They they have problems finishing games, for sure. I don't know that there's... I think I wrote about this with the team this week, too. I don't really know who the finisher on this team is. I mean, they've got three guys who I think sometimes get the ball at the end of the game. Cause Caleb grill took that last shot against Boise state. If I remember right, cor- correctly. And it's like, well, he's not Bryce Hamilton or David. Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, who is the, who is the quarterback? What's that old saying in football? If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any, yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. I think you might have that sort of situation going on at UNLV where maybe a few too many cooks in the kitchen, um, maybe too many alphas, maybe not enough actual real alphas. Who knows? Um, but something just isn't clicking with that team. So, okay. We talked about Nevada. Uh, they came in at number five. They are, like I said before, real competition outside of the top five or top four. Grant Shurfield is great. Desmond Cambridge is great. Warren Washington has really come on nicely this year. And, uh, they're, they're, they're a good team who's going to cause people some problems if they get to play. Now we get to the top four. Boise State's schedule the rest of the way. Oh, boy. So who do they come up with first? Utah State. Utah, Utah State at home. Yes. What, and then, what, what, wait, hold on. What was the deal about Leon Rice wanted to move the game to have fans? Did you see about that? No, I like, missed that. There is a um, Craig Smith who also, by the way, got a five-year contract extension, so congrats to him on that. Hey. For Utah State. Um, really, the Broncos are a one and a half point favorite, but I saw PJ Reigns mentioned something where Steve, maybe it's John Hartwell. I forget. Oh, hold on, Craig Smith or Hartwell, the AD, basically said like we're not going to move the game. One of the games, not even two. One would have been moved to. Um, let's see. Hold on, I'm trying to find the exact tweet. Um, something about fans there. Oh shoot, I can't. Um, dang it, this is terrible. I can't find it. Blah blah blah. Safety. Um, Technically, uh, public health order. 
There are tickets in the game. So that's my part of two. They're bringing, oh yeah, they're going to have about 900. This is earlier today. We must have missed this. They're going to be able to have about 900 fans at home, which was not the case before. But there's something about moving to the Idaho Center to allow fans, which they're like, no, we're not agreeing to do that, which I would totally go along with the with Utah State not wanting to do that. Fair. Now, was it Utah State who had fans? Does Utah State had fans in their stadium? I want to say I don't think so. Really? Okay. I thought there was somebody recently who did, because I remember people on Twitter being upset, but maybe it wasn't them. Maybe that was a different game. But they were like, this isn't fair that, you know, they get to have fans and we don't. That sort of thing. Um, well, here's what it is. So both teams have to agree to it because Boise wanted UNLV and Utah State to play at the Idaho Center to have fans. But basically both teams have to agree to venue change because those games in Phoenix at that rec center, both teams had to agree to that. Mm. It wasn't just, here's where Phoenix, San Jose State's playing. It was, hey, we're going to play here. Do you want to play here? So it's like, uh, BJ Reigns, this is all from yesterday. I must have glossed over this. But he goes, I was told Boise State's plans for fans at Iowa Center met all Mountain West health and safety protocols. Similar, I guess Utah State has had fans because it says similar. Because oh, yeah. I know here in Utah, University of Utah did not. BYU, I don't think they have, well, except for like maybe cheerleaders and stuff spread out. Yeah, it was this Utah State-Colorado State games. That's what I'm thinking because I'm looking mm. at the pictures now of I'm seeing Brock Miller shooting a three and there's a bunch of fans sitting behind him in the stands. So, yeah. So, um, you know, maybe Boise State's like, hey, we want... <laughs> it's John Hartwell. Okay. John Hartwell, the AD, that's what it was. He goes, it made absolutely no sense to us to say we're going to play Wednesday night in one arena just so we can have fans. But now it looks like they're somehow they're allowing to have fans in that game, which, does that matter that much if it's only 900? I mean, I don't know. I I remember some of my high school games. Nine hundred people can get pretty rowdy. Nine hundred, come on. Um. <laughs> hey, hey! When it's only nine hundred of you, those voices carry, man. They carry so, all the way down to the court. So you know, maybe those nine hundred <laughs> depends so, on which nine hundred you bring. As we mentioned before, neither well we haven't mentioned, but only San Diego State's ranked. Both these teams are getting points in the polls. Who needs this win more, Utah State or Boise State? Um, ooh, that's, I, ooh. gotcha. Tongue <laughs> they, both, they both need it. I, I'm not sure that. I say Boise I, State because they re- most recently lost UNLV. Or, I mean, played close games with UNLV and the uh, Nevada games didn't help either. Yeah, I. I'm looking over at their resumes again. I think the thing is, even if Boise State were to lose both of these games, they're going to be... They're already questionable anyways, you know what I mean? Like to get well, in. I'm trying to see here, because those are actually... Those are not going to be quad one games. They're home those games. Are, they're home games, so those are going to be quadrant two games. Mm-hmm. So those will be two quadrant two losses. That's not good for Boise State. For Utah State, those losses wouldn't hurt as much. Because those would be quad one losses. So from like a strictly just looking at it from that standpoint, assuming that Boise State stays, you know, higher up in the net to where that would be a quadrant one. Um, I think really what both, I think a split would be the best for both teams. Um, 
I think they could both use the extra win. I don't Obviously. think I don't think one loss in either of those categories that we talked about hurts. I don't think one extra Q2 loss necessarily slams the door on Boise State, who is, I think, in a better position than Utah State is right now. Because, um, yeah, Utah State, let's see, where are they? Are they in? Nobody's in, no. I mean, they're not. No, they're not locked. I was just looking at the the bracket matrix, the latest update. Yes, they are the last. Oh team in. yeah, oh, Utah that, State is. So is, yes. so Utah State is the last team in the bracket matrix right now. You know, you add a win over Boise and a loss. I think a split is the best thing that could happen for both the league <laughs> for the league. <laughs> I think that. A sweep is obviously the best thing that can happen for either team. Um, if you, if you, you know, gun to my head, who needs this more? Utah State. You think so? Yeah, because I think Boise State. They're already leading the conference. Utah State is. Um. Okay, but like, <laughs> it's not that great of a conference to be. You know. Oh, the... shots fired! They're oh, actually no, shots fired. technically okay. they're both leading the conference. This is for the first place on the line. This is number one seed. They're both yeah. technically in first place, so. But but we've you know we spent this whole time telling you that no one's a lock, so it's like even if you win the conference, that's great. That's great. You want to win the conference. I will Absolutely. say this: I will be bold. Do you, my bold picks have been pretty good this year, so I maybe love when you're bold, man. Okay. If Utah State sweeps, they're a lock. I'll say it. Oh. If Utah State sweeps... Q1, two Q1 wins for Utah State if they get the victory. Boise's 38, yeah, Utah State's 51. They do, and they, they, would, and they be, would have the sweep over San Diego State as well. I yeah, mean... 4-2 and two Q1 would put them above teams I, like... I, wouldn't, yeah. I still wouldn't put them as a lock because they still have two more games against Nevada and then if they lost both of those at home would not be good for them. Stop poking so, holes! <laughs> No, I'm just saying. I I, I, I think that if, okay. if Utah State does that, then they become do okay. So so how about this? I'm going to turn that back on you. Then. Okay, do it. Do they become to confirm what I think I just heard you say? <laughs> if Utah State sweeps Boise State, they jump San Diego State for you in terms of being more firmly in the field. Yeah, I would think so because I don't get why okay. the voters have San Diego State ranked anyways ahead of like any of these other teams except for CSU. Like, they have fewer wins in the conference. They have nine... Okay, more losses is a better way to put it. Because they've played 12 games. Utah State's played 13. Boise's 12-3. and three. They're 9-3. and three. I yeah, I would say so because even when we look at net, San Diego State is the highest on there. Like, that UCLA win's still carrying some weight because UCLA is, what, their kind of top 50 win, barely. But, like, yeah. Utah State has the best... They have the best one in the conference over San Diego State, right? Like, that's the best – in Colorado State, that's the best win in the conference is beating San Diego State. Yeah. So they would have that. I will say – it's. I guess it's the same thing. If Utah State sweeps, they're in. I guess it's the same thing as saying they're a lock that they're in. But they're in, if they sweep, I'm going to pretty much put them in the tournament because I think that will probably put them – I don't know. I think they should. I mean, here's the thing. Again, to, this is where I'm like, man, I – I, I think all four teams should be in the tournament because I don't care about 
some seventh place teams yeah. <laughs> from from big conferences. Like, give me these four teams, man. They're so fun to watch. And like, the Mountain West. It's been a while since it's gotten four bids. Whatever. They have not. Just they, give it to us. The last time they had more than four or more bids was 2013 when they had five teams in. And that was before the American Conference existed. I mean, yeah. that's what changed, right? I a mean, because now the American. I mean, auto bid re- and the realignment that happened mm-hmm. after that as well. You get yeah, you have one more auto Big bid East going came to the back, American. Whatever. Yeah, Big East. You got some changes there, but those extra at large bids. Well, the Mountain West isn't quite as affected as Conference USA, who poor <laughs> things haven't gotten an at large bid since. Yeah, not a single one in seven tournaments but probably is not going to get one again this year so but, would you feel like say if boise state sweeps would you feel the same way like if either team were to sweep like would you put either into field like for sure uh it's a good question i think i, I would put i think if boise state sweeps utah state i would consider them more of a lock than if utah state swept boise state I can because I'd agree with that. I just feel more confident Utah State. Boise's ranked higher in the net. Oh so. yeah. If you're asking me who do I think is more likely to sweep the series, probably Utah State. Oh, okay. But so I'll agree with you there. But I would say that because Boise State has San Diego State left after this, mm-hmm. if they lost you know, if they uh swept Utah State and then lost both of those games to San Diego State, I don't think that would hurt Boise all that much to lose those gotcha. two games on the road. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Utah State sweeps Boise State and then goes and lays a couple eggs against Nevada or gets you know sure shot mm-hmm. coming in against them, then the sure, uh, shot. the sure shot baby. So you know if Grant Sherfield comes in and does his thing, he could ruin Utah State's season. Whereas I don't think San Diego State could ruin Boise State's season the same way. Um, following a sweep, if that makes sense. So from a bracketology, like looking at all of the machinations or whatever, that's kind of why I think that this is a little bit more important maybe for Boise State to get these wins because it would solidify them and they don't have to get any wins against San Diego State, which I think are tougher to get. That makes sense. Um, There's no other real games to talk about this week because that's the only series I'm really interested in. San Diego State, I, I get, well... Uh, no, sorry. I look at the schedule. Freaking ESPN, CSU Nevada. I'm like, oh, don't remind me again. That game's not happening. <laughs> um, you got Wyoming, New Mexico, whatever. Rebels, Spartans. Like, mm-hmm. this is the only real series. So the rest of our power rankings, um, CSU is tied with Aztecs for number two. And Utah State's number one. Utah State is number one. Yeah. I mean, we're a month out from the end of the season. And uh, your team, your your preseason prediction Woo-hoo! is on top. But, I'm telling you. But, I will say um, all four of the teams have been on top at one point or another this season so far. So we had Colorado State was on top last week. We had Boise State, I think, was before that. We had San Diego State before. I think it's been four different number ones in the last four weeks. So it's been fun. Let's just say um, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Um, Another one. Even if – okay, I'll ask you this too. Maybe not a prediction. If Boise sweeps, are they going to go from four to one? Or would you just move up San Diego oh, State? In, maybe? in our in our power rankings, yeah. Do you think Boise would get enough votes to go to number one if they sweep? Yes, because San Diego State will be playing Fresno State, and CSU and, is off, and CSU is going to be off. So 
Yeah, I think CSU people will kind of forget, and they'll be third or fourth. Uh, San Diego State will be first or second. Boise State will be first or second. Utah State will be second or third, fourth, <laughs> that sort of mix in there. You know, it's like one of those uh, things okay. where just, you know. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, well, I don't know. I posted, so for the first time on the site, I posted the, like, actual vote breakdown as well. I saw that. Uh, just to show, like, it is not uh, uniform at the top. We've got some disagreement about who goes where. It's like, you know, two, 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 one, three, you know, like lots of votes for lots of different teams at different positions. So I thought it was pretty interesting, so I included it this week. It is because, like, going forward. the top three teams, like the only, the most interesting thing is Nevada got two fourth-place votes. That's yeah, really so there's some people some people who said, hey, they swept Boise State. Why are we putting them I still put the fifth on my vote. I, I, was, I did, too. I, I was did. looking at them like, not, like – have they played CSU this week? And even if they split, not I might yet. move them up a spot. But just not yet. Not yet. So that's all we got today. There's nothing else to get to. The rest of the games are you'll get to the website mwr.com. We'll have some previews and schedules and whatnot. So in the meantime, check out the power rankings if you haven't with the breakdown by Andy here. Um, I wrote a kind of a four bid Mountain West kind of. It's not even predicting. It's basically like saying here's where they stand at the moment, essentially. Yeah. And so, state, of, state of the state of the union. Yeah, then we got our buddy Sean doing the uh, it's a tournament was today seedings and kind of standings updates. So go check out all those hoop stuff. We'll have some more. Um, we were going to do an article about what series should be played that open week, but I'm pretty sure it's Nevada CSU unanimously. So I'm not going to waste yeah. the bandwidth to write that out and say, duh, no. we're going to do this for this game. But yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, how many more games do we have left? Do we really have only two more weeks left before the week off? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it's it's February and February is a short month, so yeah, right. wow. And they're off that whole week of March. I guess the last game is March first. We'll see how that goes, but we'll be back Boy, next I'm week. Butterflies, man. I know. We'll figure stuff out for the off week. Maybe we'll move things around. We'll get maybe double tournament preview or something. We'll see. But yeah, we'll be back uh, next time to uh, talk basketball and not just rosting the whole time. <laughs> we'll All see. Right. See you then, folks.